just there's there's certain people here and there throughout my life that make comments like when I am out there being vocal, being strong, being out there as a leader saying, you know, go cook, just go home yeah, and, and clean. Right. And like those types of comments. So Total that definitely typical stuff. Yeah. This story echoes the voices of many of the women in our society pertaining to their experiences with sexism or the discrimination against women. I'm your co-host Josie Kane, and today we dive into the theme of women's rights. In the first act, Developing Strength, I talk with Celine Girls Varsity Basketball head coach Leanne Ream about microaggressions and her drive to empower women. Maura then discusses with Irene McCabe her experiences with gender inequality. In the second act, Next Generation Efforts, we shift to the next generation of women and their struggles of being minorities in STEM. Act 1. Developing Strength Many women in our society have experienced the feeling of being inferior, from mansplaining to microaggressions, Everyone has their story. In this act, we listen to the appalling stories of two women, Coach Leanne Reem and Irene McCabe, and we learn about how they overcame these experiences through being strong mentors for the next generation of women. For my first 11 basketball games this season, my coach, Coach Reem, has been one of two women who coach their high school girls varsity basketball teams. I'm so blessed to be a part of a team where my teammates all support, inspire, and love each other, as modeled by our coach. It makes one wonder if Title IX that was used to create an equal opportunity for girls and boys to play school sports is truly followed when so many girl athletes are missing out on the opportunity to be empowered by a woman role model. This is Josie Kane here in the Saline High School Ox Gym after an energetic basketball practice. I'm with high school girls varsity basketball coach Leanne Ream. As my coach, Coach Ream has made a profound effort to emphasize empowering each other and being strong, confident women. She has been an impactful role model for me, and we will hear from her now about the time she has been suppressed in the past and messages she has for all women. Any instances that you can think of in the past where because you were a woman, like you were kind of overlooked or, you know. Yeah, you know, there's, there's definitely little things that, that have happened um, over the course of, of my life. I mean, there's lots of, lots of little things, but um, just simple things like in terms of being a coach where other coaches will call me hun. You know, yeah. like, you, you know, and like, so they're calling me hun and I, I, I very much doubt that they're calling the other male coaches hun or babe or some other term of right. endearment. Yeah. They're going to call that other coach coach, but I, but I get called hun, mm-hmm. um, or sometimes officials or other coaches will come and try to explain the game to me. Like this is man to man. This is what you do in man to man and try to teach me in those things. And I, obviously, like in those moments, I feel like that's a little bit like I know what it is. I, I got this down. Like I've lived my life in the gym. As a player for Coach Ream, I know our team is very much conscious about talking about these microaggressions and empowering each other both on and off the court. We will sometimes have longer practices so we can talk about these sort of things. 
What's your biggest message that you would have to like all girls and all women out there? Like that is a big important thing to believe. Yeah. Um, so much. I, I just want to tell all women that you are truly incredible the way you are right. and for who you are. Yeah, that's so powerful. And so um, no matter what your outside appearance looks like, no matter what gender you are, you know, I want women to own their awesomeness. You know, like I, I literally had a t-shirt made that says own your awesomeness because I want women to be who they are, stand up for who they are, believe in who they are, and know that they are strong and they are fierce. This is Maura McCabe, and I'm here with my mom, Irene, in our house as she talks about her experience with gender inequality at work and how it changed her look on treatment based on gender. As my mom, she's always told me to stand up for myself and never get less than I deserve. Growing up, I've been able to see her perspective as a mom, but now I want to learn about her perspective when she was a young adult. What occurred during this encounter at work that could be considered gender stereotypes, sexism, discrimination based on your gender, or anything else like that? I was pretty fresh out of college, so in my early 20s. The place where I worked um, had a pretty equal mix of men and women, but the, the person who was in charge um, was a male, and he was just a very touchy-feely kind of person. So uh, especially as a 20-something right out of college student, it caught me by surprise that he would come up to you, uh, put his arm around you, kiss you on the cheek, and he didn't do this for the men that I worked with. He was just doing it with the, the women and especially the younger women. So I felt uncomfortable, but at the same time, it was my first experience in a work environment. And he wasn't treating me any differently than the other women. And the people who worked there kind of said that's just how he is. It's interesting to see how behavior that was considered acceptable 20 years ago is now called out for what it is, sexual assault, sexism, and gender inequality. To this day, however, there's still a lot that is swept under the rug and not talked about. The next two people we talk to are all about changing this generation's way of thinking and standing up for what is right. Act 2, Next Generation Efforts. Sexism has not gone away. The new generation of girls still experiences unfair disadvantages simply based on their sex. By talking to the younger generation in this next act, we see that these trends in sexism and the ideas of men and women's different expectations in a society start at a young age. I am here with Emma Nizak from the comfort of our own homes due to COVID-19. Emma is a junior at Salem High School and is looking for a career in STEM. This comes with enough challenges in itself without having to worry about being overlooked in the male-dominated program. Okay, so do you have um, any specific moment where you thought and like really felt like it was pointed out to you how it's different to be a girl in STEM rather than a boy in STEM? So uh, last year in my biology class, we were instructed to do this gel electrophoresis lab, and I had already done this lab uh, in a previous year in a previous class. So I kind of like had a good handle on the procedure and everything that needed to be done for this lab. And obviously my lab partner, who was a boy, he didn't know that at the time. So 
when I went to, you know, start gathering supplies and start our experiment, he looked at me and he said, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, getting everything ready. He's like, oh, I thought I'd be like taking the lead on this. I'm like, oh, why? He's, and he just looked at me and flat out just said, oh, because you're a girl. Emma's initial reaction after hearing this was, did he seriously just say that? She felt insulted that her partner would ever say something like this, but looking back at it, she sees that he saw nothing wrong with what he said. That I went up to my, my male teacher and my teacher actually said to me, well, if you want to continue like a career in STEM, you should probably just get used to being treated like that. With this mentality of telling girls to get used to the way they are treated, we are entering a dangerous, never-ending cycle of writing off sexism as something girls have to deal with instead of something that we as society need to fix. Without people telling him otherwise, this lab partner is going to go through life continuing to think that this mentality and stereotype of women is okay when it's not. And do you think moving forward, like, in your STEM programs, things are going to continue like this, or do you see them slowing get, slowly getting better? Um, I can see things slowly getting better. I've noticed um, more of the girls who are in my STEM classes kind of like come together and like not be afraid to kind of tell our like male counterparts, tell them like what they're doing, what they're saying is wrong. Like seeing more and more women kind of standing up to that and kind of demanding to be respected in that type of way. This is why the saying girls supporting girls is so important these days. Without supporting each other, no one else will support us. As women, we share challenges that we face like the one Emma feels with her fellow female classmates. This is Maura McCabe, and here, sitting six feet away from me, is my good friend Maya. She is a recent graduate of Celine High School and played an active part in the Celine newspaper during her time there. Maya, an activist for racial and gender equality, shares her views on sexism and what society needs to do to fix it. Based on how sexism and gender equality are today, what do you think society still needs to improve on? I think society needs to improve on a lot. Even though we have made progress, a lot of the progress is surface level. So yes, women can be in the workplace. Yes, women can be strong leaders, but they have to work 10 times harder to get to any of those spaces. And even then, like they're going to be degraded. They're gonna be treated as less than. I just watched this video about a girl who talked about her problems of being a woman in STEM and she's like, everyone wants to hype up being a woman in STEM and that you should break through those walls, but nobody talks about how hard it is. Because yes, you are pushing through these barriers, but every single day men are talking down to you. Every single day, like people are treating you horribly just because you're a woman and they act like you're not as smart. And to have to deal with that every single day just to work in a field that you're interested in, like that can be really hard. That can really tear somebody down. And I think that society needs to work on those deeper levels of misogyny, sexism, things like that to make an actual change. As Maya stated, the progress is only surface level. It is up to us, the next generation, to get to the deeper layers of misogyny and sexism and stop it from the source. Women have obviously come a long way from not being able to vote and being expected to stay at home, but that does not mean that equality has been established. As we've been shown today, sexism is still a very real thing in women's lives. We need to continue to fight for women's rights and not settle for the age-long excuse of that's just how it is, because that might be how it is, but that's not how it needs to be. Sexism is not something that women should have to deal with, but rather something that men and women should be held accountable for. 
Thank you to our sponsors, Ms. Clark and Mrs. Franzel. Signing off, I'm Evie Lem with my co-host Josie Kayan and Morgan Cave. See you next time. Thank you for turning into Our American Life.